This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Ballantine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40k's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, and Laura Hamstra and Del Borovic as brand new characters. My report shows that Inquisitor Valentine and Atticus Viz entrenched themselves happily on the Marnie's song. Valentine tried to win over the crew before executing one of them as a traitor, and Atticus aided in the Inquisitor's research by providing bottomless recap service. Now their ship is under attack by two separate squadrons intent on killing Billingberg. Can Valentine and Atticus talk their way out of this, or kill their way into owning a functional ship? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. Bounty Posting The hateful traitor Barthus Billingberg XIII has been declared hereticus by the Inquisition. Under the will of his holy lord, the Emperor, we demand that this heretic be brought in for justice. Alive, preferably. Dead, possibly. Either way, he must face our wrath. Barthus Billingberg met a fate uh, quite fitting to his uh, to his, uh, his conspiratorial ways and uh, his, his general uh, demeanor, as you've learned from now talking to his crew and also Atticus from your brief conversation with him. Um, but unfortunately, uh, famed bounty hunter Maximus Canatus doesn't know that, uh, nor does uh, the fanatical witch hunter Davian Mutus, both of whom... Uh, have descended upon Marnie's song, uh, which is flying under a code in their uh, various computers uh, of the Emerald Fire, uh, Barthus Billingberg's personal vessel. Uh, And uh, they are on a holy mission, one uh, for thrones and one uh, for belief, for duty. Uh, And unfortunately, um, you guys are in the crosshairs of this. Uh, So, Valentine, um, I've cut you off now with a full episode of backstory uh, before we find out what happens when you reach the bridge. Um, What is is your reaction as you you kind of hear this this boarding call from uh, the witch hunter and the the bounty hunter as you run toward the the bridge? Well, chug me. This is going to be a bit of a problem. Uh, I'm going to need to be posted through on the... Can anyone hear me? I'm trying to use the friggin' Vox. (laughs) Uh, you get nothing but static. Uh, it would seem that um, one of the two ships that's attempting to board you um, is overriding comms to your ship. Fabulous. He's just going to get to the bridge then. Great. Um, so you storm the bridge. Uh, you, you burst in uh, to find Grimley actually doing his fucking job for once, uh, sitting forward, fully active. Uh, Atticus, uh, you're up there with him. You've had a couple minutes uh, to prepare because you you weren't having a, a weird nightmare of, of a beautiful golden future that perhaps humanity could have if if only they would, you know, change their ways. Um, what, uh, what are you doing aboard the bridge, do you think, uh, during this early time of crisis? Uh, preparing to be boarded. Um, and depending on how valentine wants to take this that is pretending to defend us from borders or preparing to uh, um 
allow Inquisition, or not Inquisition, but to allow Imperial forces onto the ship to prove that we're innocent, to prove that there is no Bar- Barthus Billingberg. So he'd be readying his um, repulsor shield and things like that. He'd basically be getting his gear ready to go. Great. Um, so yeah, as you as you enter, then um, Grimley says, uh, "Ah, Inquisitor, great. Uh, thanks for for making it down here so quick. Look, um, we've got two signatures coming in. Uh, one is Inquisition. Uh, one seems to be a bounty hunter, rogue element. Um, we've got uh, yeah, signatures. Uh, Mutus. Uh, he's uh, he's flying the flag of uh, Ordo Hereticus. Uh, we've got a bounty hunter. Uh, unfortunately, I, I did a quick check, uh, and he's ranked pretty damn high. So." I think it's going to get a bit hairy. Uh, also, our engines are dead, so we're we're adrift. Um, and then he just kind of like shrugs slowly to the sky with the rage of you know a pilot astropath who really has nothing else he can do. Shall I prepare to uh, repel all borders, sir, or shall I get two more cups of recaf? Let's hold position here. Assume borders. Hope for the recap. Uh, Grimley, I have two questions for you. One, do you have a copy of any genetic material of Barthus Billingberg on board? Do you have any cloned limbs, cloned eyeballs, just anything that's him? Um, and uh, he he just like full on face palms um, and just says, "No, we jettisoned the rest of his waste uh, a few systems back when we were." Uh, just trying to lighten the ship. And unfortunately, as you saw, all the tech base are just replacement parts. All the all the, the clone bits he's got back on his base on Last Gleaming. Um, all right. So there's a place where we could theoretically find that. Uh, yeah, yeah. If we to- can get there, uh, they've absolutely got a record of him. Do you have a way to put me through to the Inquisition ship using this Rosette's code? Uh, and he will present the Rosette that he has that was given to him by Wilhelm Roach. Um, and, uh, he, he does that like Harrison Ford determining whether or not to do a, make a bad idea, like chin rub. Um, and, uh, he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can try and do that. Um, look, according to these signatures, um, they're both going to reach us in roughly the same amount of time. If you want to talk to the Inquisition guys, why don't I blast the repulsors, drift us a bit closer to the bounty hunters. And then that way, when, uh, they come knocking, I assume you don't feel too bad splattering them, right? You're correct. I owe them absolutely nothing. Uh, fellow Inquisitors, frankly, I didn't care for Billingberg either. I don't Chug disagree with the decision. Uh, so he punches the, um, he just punches the, the repulsors. And it, it's not like a dramatic thing. It just like blasts, you know, small repulsors. And the ship starts drifting closer towards Maximus Contus. And then he'll jam the the rosette into the, I assume rosettes, if I'm not mistaken, rosettes do actually have a, like a data like, spike equipment. Yeah, they're yeah, able to they, yeah, spike They're in. super useful. Great. Yeah. Uh, um, so he'll he'll spike that in. Um I'm trying to figure out what the role this is gonna be though, because this is tough because it's an NPC. Um, you know, we'll we'll just say he's able to to get the, the comms. Uh he starts to get the comm channels going. He has to cycle a few times. Um Billingberg wasn't a particularly chatty some bitch when it came to other ships. So we'll say it's gonna take him uh, a full round to do that, and then Ryan will use Valentine's stats for the actual conversation um, once it cycles through. But um, Maximus Contus's troops will be on board before then. So Atticus, um, where do you want to, where do you want to go to repel these? I assume like, I go to the rear of the ship, the, where we came on. Great. Fantastic. Um, So uh, you move into uh, the rear of the ship. Um, It is kind of like uh, that sort of classic cargo hold meets, uh, you know, drop ramp. Um, there are a, a couple of EVA suits um, sort of on on rack, um, but you imagine most. I feel like Atticus, you're you're not really a space going guy. 
Um, but uh, you hear the heavy, like magnetic thump um, of the uh, the boarding clamp. Um, so you know they're not going to like float on over and try and like torch through. Um, they very much clamped onto it, and you can see that classic like arc burner start tearing um, a, a massive circular hole. Um, so you have a, a moment to prepare, uh, sort of Star Wars style, as the the stormtroopers try and cut through the the door. Um, in this bay with you, there's a couple of EVA suits hanging near the door. Um, there are some some crates of just kind of uh, general um, supplies and provisions for the ship. Um, the munitions crates and things aren't just like out and about. This would be food, uh, additional clothes, um, bedding, uh, mostly I'd say probably food and sort of like various mechanical parts for repairs. Um, the uh, the ship is built for, for warp, as you know, because you've been in it. Um, but it's not meant to like it it'll get you there but it's it's almost meant for jumps not for like long haul stuff so um there's certainly a lot of places you could take cover um around here um i think there's also probably a loading arm to get these things on and off uh that you would know how to operate um so you have a, a moment to prepare yourself and kind of get into position where do you go um i would try to use the loading arm to uh move as many boxes between their breach and Valentine in a cockpit. Oh, okay. So sealing yourself in just gonna, like make a wall. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The old the old Rorschach. Like you're yeah. in here with me. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go ahead with. Uh, I think we'll call that tech use. Um. Intellect. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, I would give you coordination. I doubt that's any better. Coordination, but. agility, same same number. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's not like a, a love tester or a strongman. Uh, yeah, no, like that's carnival fine. game. Oh, no. I should have been. <laughs> Can the I arm. take the bell hard enough? Like I oh, should have been the arm to move to move it myself. But <laughs> we're using this thing. So all right, cool. All right, so uh, so let's I go got ahead my with two that. greens. Right. Um, I'm going to give you a boost um, just because you would have had enough time to learn how to use this uh, on your own. Okay. Uh, it's. I think the key here is that it's not a matter of whether or not you can use this. It's whether or not you can use it adeptly enough to do everything you want to do in the amount of time you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, when under so, pressure, do it quickly. Yeah, exactly. So boost for, boost for that. I'm not going to give you a setback for this only because... Um, and uh, I'm sorry, I should give you a difficulty. Uh, we're going to make this a difficulty three um because like moving a couple crates absolutely no problem building enough that it's actually going to be a problem for people getting by in this amount of time harder because you're basically gonna have to like knock crates this is a real like you know yeah you get it um so i'm not going to give you any setbacks because the setback is the difference like having to roll for this at all right um so that's all fine uh I'm also, this is kind of dumb, but I like it. I'm going to give you a boost uh, because you are good at mechanical arms. Uh, for some people, <laughs> the logic of this would be hard, but I think in your head it's kind of like, right, it's just a bigger version of what I do. Like, it's not that much of a stretch. Um, so, yeah, I'll give you a boost for just being familiar with the the, the physics involved. Okay. Uh, and I think that's it for me. Currently for story points, we're sitting at four and one in your favor. Uh... Let's just let's just roll the dice as they are here. All right. Two successes, one threat. Okay, great. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, with, with a mighty sweep, um, you sort of like quickly toggle the, uh, the joystick and you basically grab the biggest crate you can and you use that to just smash a stack over in front of the door. So, um, blocks off the, uh, the, the entryway into sort of the main ship, um, for the threat, I'm going to give them, I'm just going to pass that off to that, the boarding team, um, because, the time it takes you to do all of that means you're standing at the controls. You're not taking cover or, or diving for anything. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so that brings us to uh, the boarding team then. Um, with a, a massive uh, shower of, of, of sparks and a, an eruption, the, uh, the, the sort of large metal circle uh, that's been cut gets blasted through and it hits the ground and just like you feel your skull rattle as this huge, thick, chunk of metal just slams down uh and echoes through the small hold um smoke pours through um as uh uh the uh the boarding party uh bounty hunters start to make their way in um they're gonna open fire um there's only three coming through the breach right now because it's small enough that uh like it would take them too long to cut a big one <laughs> so it's kind of like three guys diving through a manhole um so this is going to be arranged. Uh, what is your defense, sir? Uh, one. Okay, so that's one setback for them. And they are... Okay. Um, and then in terms of other things that are going on here, um, I'm going to give them an additional... So they're getting a boost from your threat, but I'm also going to give them additional setback because they don't know who's in here. They just know that they're like they assumed people would be in here, but I think it's kind of like I know I keep leaning on Star Wars, but that's usually where my brain goes for like space engagements. Yeah. Where it's like the stormtrooper thing where they just come in shooting wildly because they're like, ah, oh, there's probably people. Like anything I hit is good on the other right. side of this. I just don't, you know, they're not coming in being like, oh yeah, I hit the guy at the controls. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just happen to be stationary. Um, okay, so that's that. Um, and uh, do they get any they don't get anything else cool because they kind of suck Shh, don't tell anyone uh okay i think that's it so let's go ahead with the roll Ooh, wow 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 um four successes three threats this is fabius bile reaching out to all those arch heretics and other dangerous psychopaths out there. There is only one way to truly defeat the Emperor and his pathetic lickspittles, and that is to make sure that they do not unify themselves and their false beliefs and empty gods. They must not join a Patreon. They must never join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Then our cabal can rise to the heights of brutality and cruelty. We can slay every player character, skin the flesh from their bones, and leave them with no hope remaining. Unless, somehow, people go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. With enough support, perhaps they could stop us. But that will never happen. <laughs> So, 
So uh, Atticus, unfortunately, uh, as they open fire uh, with their uh, their hand cannons, um, uh, one dings you in against just because, like, in order to finish the movement, you're not able to uh, to duck. Um, that is that is not ideal. Uh, so that is uh, that is thirteen points of damage. Um, okay. What is your? You've got damage reduction, though. I imagine I've got soak of three. Soak of three. three okay. It'll be Tyler. We fixed it. Figured this out. Your soak's higher, Ned, because it's your armor soak plus your brawn. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, much different. <laughs> that was why everybody died real easy in season one and didn't die quite as much in season two. Uh, also, okay. there's a lot more courtly intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that puts my soak at nine. Great. Uh, yeah, that makes more sense to me, I think, in terms of, like, Atticus getting hit and not just turning to red mist. Um, so, yeah, the, the bolt hits you. Um, it sucks, but you're used to it. Yep. Um, and you are able, then, uh, with three threat... Um, that is, hmm, I'm going to spend that. Um, I'm going to give you, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, so to, how much damage was it again? My brain's just trying to track 13. This. Yeah, shit, nice. Yeah, so shrug off all but four. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of <laughs> the threat, uh, Tyler, I'm going to give you two boosts, I think, from... Uh, from them and i'm gonna say one of them gets stuck in the breach so none of them are able to oh like the rest are still like trying to get through but it's just an awkward stumble okay um, so one guy is, is just, just imagine, yelling, like toka getting stuck in the manhole and yeah 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 i mean my, my first thought was winnie the pooh uh <laughs> just like you know oh, all the, um so yeah there's one guy just in like a big heavy suit um who gets uh stuck in the breach and you just hear someone from me i'm god damn it leroy um and uh it means he's you got chicken. <laughs> means you only have three three active uh, combatants in the next round. Um meanwhile, uh having not been breached um in uh the rest of the ship, specifically the bridge, uh Valentine um grimly kind of turns and gives you a thumbs up as the uh as your rosette cycles through. Um and uh there's kind of a a, a hiss and you just hear Billingberg, no time for negotiations, old chum. I'm afraid your die has already been cast. Soon the grip of the Inquisition will be around your treacherous throat, you dog. And I'm tremendously sorry, but this is interrogator Lucius Valentine on orders orders of Inquisitor Wilhelm Roach. If you check the rosette, you'll see that I have been sent here by my master. He is on special operation and cannot be reached. I have killed Billingberg. I am taking over his operation to purge them, and right now I'm about to be killed by bounty hunters. Help another fellow hereticus interrogator. Help me stop these bounty hunters, and we can destroy Billingberg's empire. Well, shit. Uh... (laughs) Listen, I, I, I must say, uh, interrogator Valentine, this is somewhat unexpected, and yet you find yourself aboard the Emerald Fire. How do I know you are not another one of Billingberg's lapdogs? You could have taken this rosette from an inquisitor you killed in the field. I would expect no less from a traitor like you. Let's go to the rolls. Um, you get the sense, uh, Valentine, that um, Mutus isn't 
like he it's not that he doesn't believe you, but also uh, the known fact about Billingberg is that he has a bunch of sleeper cells of people around the galaxy. So like there are some questions here. Yeah. Um, how uh, how do you want to try and play this? Uh, he's just going to lie through his teeth and play that Wilhelm Roach is incredibly important and that he will answer all questions after this is over. But uh, Wilhelm Roach is one of the most important hereticus inquisitors in this sector. He will answer all of your questions after this is done. If I survive this day, if I do not, you will have made a grand enemy and destroyed me, the most knowledgeable person about the confederacy of traitors working alongside Billingberg, who I am looking to bring down. Devian Mutus does not destroy a fellow Inquisitor. He helps them unless they're treacherous dogs like Billingberg with his accursed Xenos tech. Fine. I will consider this. You said Roach, hmm? Uh, go ahead and roll there, Ryan. Um, we're going to say this is a... I'm going to say difficulty two... Three. Three. He's highly suspicious of everyone, and he's... Uh, a fanatic so <laughs> admittedly right now <laughs> valentine has a bold lie and the correct password going for him yeah but like it is also very surprising like he literally was was hoping for his like we meet again for the first time for the last and it's you know he, he's really on his back foot he um you know he, he got all excited for some some witch burning and now he's just gonna have a conversation um so yeah so uh yeah difficulty three um you get a boost for the rosette. Um, I'm going to give you a boost for being of the same Ordos. Uh, I think uh, Mutus would actually have a real problem unless someone has distinctly said, like, Lucius Valentine is a heretic. Then he'd be like, fuck yeah, let's get him. Oh, yeah. But till then, uh, that doesn't sound, mm, it's not entirely kosher. Uh, you get a setback because you're on Billingberg's ship slash just the Billingberginess of, of all of this. Uh, and I'm going to spend a story point uh, to Jack uh, the, the difficulty by one, one red, um, just because this is a highly dramatic moment. And uh, uh, and Valentine, I'm going to spend uh, a story point as well because he is desperate to get this negotiation done to not lose Atticus. Uh, simultaneously, because Atticus is a, a good servant of the throne, and also because his best chance of being able to survive an eventual but likely fight with this witch hunter is having Atticus around. Yeah, man, I get it. Precious cargo. Um, okay. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, anything anyone else wants to argue for? Or are we are we good? All right, let's kick it. All right, let's see. Four successes to advantage. Um, he... Uh, he considers, uh, he says, Roach, Roach, hey, Wilhelm Roach. Yes, I've seen his name in the files. I don't believe he's as impressive as you say, but it has been a while since I've done any proper reading. Hmm, well, uh, Inquisitor, uh, pardon me, uh, Interrogator Valentine. It would seem we are at cross per uh, similar purposes. Honestly, I'm a little discombobulated by this whole thing. <laughs> yes, uh, the bounty hunter situation is a problem. I do not care for these mercenary scum any more than you do. I will keep the rest of their contingent from landing upon your craft, but you will have to deal with the invaders yourself. Deal? Agreed. I look forward to meeting you in person. Indeed, we have an accord. Praise the emperor and burn the heretic. The and emperor just... protects death to evil. Oh, I like you. And then he clicks off. <laughs> um, 
All right. So um, having uh, as, as this kind of occurs, you see the uh, the witch hunter craft um, basically intercept the other two bounty hunter ships um, and uh, just like plow between them, opening fire. Um, so there you'll only have the one boarding craft, um, which is good. Um, and more importantly, um, the biggest of the three, like uh, it would seem Maximus Contus is like. It, flagship is a very strong term for how small these ships are, but like the big ship isn't in play anymore. So you have one landing vessel. Um, you can think of those almost as like drop ships. So like it's just there to drop like a squad of, you know, six to eight with a pilot and a gunner. Um, but the, the big, the bigger ship, the bigger threat is, is now uh, temporarily neutralized um, from the uh, grimly is, is as soon as um, that conversation is done, um, all of a sudden, the scrambling lifts from your channels. Uh, that's very much a mutus thing, not a not a contest thing. Um, and uh, Grimly is able to kind of get um, a uh, a rough feed from kind of like a shitty, grainy forty k security camera on um, the uh, the cargo hold, uh, where you see um, Atticus um, under heavy fire. Um, but also moving quickly into cover because now that he's successfully moved the things with the crane, uh, he's able to duck behind a shield and move. Um, you're kind of stuck now because he's barricaded himself in. Is there anything you would want to do, Valentine, before we cut back to Atticus? Find me the frequency of that landing craft. Whoever is boarding us, I want to speak with their pilot. Uh, yeah, all right. Um, and he begins to cycle uh, through those. Meanwhile, back in the hold, um, Atticus, uh, you've managed to, uh, having taken a hit, you managed to to um, kind of get out away from the the crane operation. Um, you have two uh, uh, two bounty hunters who have moved in and are kind of like rapidly running for cover. Um, you can think of these guys as uh, basically wearing like uh, smaller versions of the Juggernauts helmet from uh, X-Men. So just like a, a shoulder to top of head, like slope thing. It's got like a big um, top knot ponytail uh, blowing behind and very kind of like squat heavy armor, almost um, uh, almost like a He-Man style, like metal, metal suits. They're bulky, mm. um, uh, hence the man stuck in the door, um, but uh, they're quick. They're not, you know, they're they're very, um, they're clearly very athletic, um, and uh, two of them are running for cover. Um, they're uh, they they boarded with their sort of pistols out. Now that they're starting to take cover, one of them's pulling out a shotgun, and uh, one of them is uh, pulling out a rifle. Um, and they're kind of trying to set up a almost a covering like kill zone so that the rest of their friends can get through. What oh do you my do? goodness! Well. Uh, from what you described, um, it doesn't sound like they have uh, hazardous environment suits for, like, say, the crushing cold darkness of space. Oh, they certainly do not, sir. No. Let's open the doors then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, I just power fist into the floor. Just my fingers <gasps> dig into the floor. Uh, and with my flesh hand, I just smash the the button on the side of the hall to to breach the doors. Uh, I mean, I don't need a roll for that. I think that just happens. Um, so there's immediately um, just a, a complete uh, lack of sound, um, almost a, a deadening thunk as um, the, uh, the door blasts. And you can just see... In the, the sort of moment before vacuum hits, the look of, of shock and betrayal on the faces of these two 
uh, bounty hunters. Um, just at like how they're they're so used to bounties just doing anything to survive to be taken in alive that like the the fact that you're doing this is completely just like beyond the pale. Um, you hear uh, a horrible grinding crunch, um, and above you, um, you actually like so the the door opens, uh, the back ramp opens. Um, and we'll say it's like the cargo. It's not like put the ramp down. It's like you, you blow the cargo chute. Um, the crates begin to fly past you. So we'll roll for that in a sec. Um, these two assholes are sucked out immediately. Uh, unfortunately, the ceiling above you um, crunches inward as the boarding craft, uh, which is now swung up and over, basically just slams uh, into the top of the ship, um, causing uh, just a bunch of alarm clacks to go off. But you can't hear them because there's the vacuum uh, of all the air in the room being sucked out uh, around you. So let's roll to see how you hold on uh, with your big old arm as everything is sucked out into space and the crates that you so artfully smashed into a door uh, come back for vengeance. Um, this is going to be a difficulty four uh, on my end. Uh, there's a lot going on. Those crates are a real problem. If it's just holding on, that's one thing. Um, the other problem is, well, we'll deal, we'll deal with that problem in a second. Uh, first, let's deal with the crates flying past you. Uh, so that's four. I'm going to go ahead and say this is this is a proper uh, punchy boy skill. Um, so I'm willing to give you your your melee on this since this is just uh. like. Hanging on, hanging on tight. That's something you know how to do. Very good. Um, you provided me with two boost dice last yep. time. Do they still apply to this yeah, scenario absolutely. now that yep. I've changed it? Or yep, no, they're they're okay. to your next roll. So um, that'll be because they represent the narrative flow of story, not oh, any specific okay. like he got cover. Good work. Um, <laughs> we have a different game for that. It's called D and D. So uh, hanging on tight. Um, that is. That's fine. Stuff is flying past you. Um, what is your bronze, sir? Uh, six. Six. Okay. Uh, so the good news is uh, you have six rounds of uh, of being able to hold your breath in vacuum. I um, have respirator lungs, so I can hold my breath three times longer than that. Hell yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, you will take damage uh, from being exposed to the cold vacuum of space, but that's yep. fucking great. Yeah. So let's deal with the boxes, and then we'll see <laughs> see what else happens. Uh, in terms of story point spread, uh, we're currently matched at four and one in your favor. I'll be using a story point for this roll. Yep, that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I'm going to use one too because dramatics. Uh, you you killed my sweet juggernaut boys, so I must have I must have my pound of flesh. Um, in terms of other things, <laughs> I am going to give you a setback for just the cold vacuum of space. Like, even with the respirator lungs, it's a damn unpleasant sensation to have all that air whipping past oh, you, yeah, so it's sure. just, yeah. just a, bit, a bit distracting. Um, I think that's it. Anyone want to make an argument for anything else before we roll? All right. I think I think I'm good. Yeah, I can't well, think of anything on this one. Here we go. <laughs> Five successes, one triumph. <gasps> Smashy boy. <laughs> you become space. Uh, you you are now Galactus. Um, all right. So the um, the crates um, uh, you know get pulled down. Um, and you're able to to very easily just like cliffhanger, you know, slide yourself around. One of them bashes off your arm, but like, eh, that, that ain't, ain't no thing. Um, 
the uh, so the crates go, go flying past. Um, I was gonna make you roll some survival shit, but with the triumph, um, I think I'm gonna say if you want, uh, you could spend that uh, to try and close the door. Um, there's still a hole in it, and the landing craft is still attached to it. So I don't know how beneficial that is to you, but if you have another argument for how you want to spend that triumph, I am I am all ears. Um. Uh, for the, for the boarding party, Mm -hmm. um, they cut a hole in the ceiling and one guy was, it was, or is stuck there. Is he coming directly from the ship that he was on? So, okay. Yeah. They had, they have one of those little like boarding, um, it's not a soft umbilical, but it's like a hard, I think like, um, almost like a Mario pipe that just like slams on, um, that they can then power cut through. Okay. So that um, thing is still attached to the door. Um, the guy who's stuck in it is very likely dead from exposure. The people behind him are likely still alive and or scrambling for, you know. I was going to say, yeah. I might you spend the triumph. they're far away. <laughs> right. I might, I might spend the triumph to have him actually sucked completely free from the hole. And so that vacuum environment oh, yeah. Yeah. spreads to the, the boarding ship as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So, um yeah, he's uh, we'll say he's like he's reaching through, and as one of his friends gets sucked past, they do the like "give me your hand" thing, and he grabs them. Uh, unfortunately, they they pull him with them, and uh, the two of them holding hands uh, spin off uh, into the cold depths of space. Uh, perfect metaphor for the value of friendship in the grim darkness of a future where there is only war. Um, okay, so uh, you've successfully dealt with uh, the boarding party and to some extent the ship. Um, However, uh, you are in vacuum. Um, that said, I feel like with the assistance of um, Mutus, things are definitely swinging in your favor. Um, back in the cockpit, uh, Valentine, what did you want to say to the boarding party? Well, I mean, they're all fucking dead, so there's no point <laughs> negotiating with them at this point. So he just says, damn! Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, hang it up. I don't need to speak to them. Uh, and he hits a button for the internal comms uh, and he's just like, Concierge Marie, uh, I need you to go out in an EVA suit and bring Atticus back in from the cold void of space. Otherwise, you could just join him out there forever. Uh, and he'll just hang up that comm. So uh, I mentioned before, due to your failure, that people would be less inclined to do what you want. That said, Concierge Marie saw what happened to Janet and she is not having that shit happen to her. Uh, she had to clean that up and it was a mess. Um, so she'll go, uh, she'll go for, for Atticus. Um, I think with, uh, with Davian's assistance, um, uh, Maximus Contus like pulls off. Um, that one landing craft is, is obviously like a, a loss, um, is written off as a loss, but, um, yeah, Mutus and his witch hunter, uh, team kind of like blasted off and then kind of, you know, one of them probably uses their boarding thing to like seal the breach, um, and uh, you're able to bring uh, Atticus back in. Atticus, I am going to give you uh, three points of damage um, uh, that will uh, ignore your soak uh, just from vacuum exposure. Yeah, um, I think uh, Atticus, uh, depending on like the trajectory of the ship, like his skin was like badly burned and like boiling a little bit and then frozen and then thawed again, just right. like from the, the sun, just like, just literally like passing by kind of thing. Uh, um, I got some good news for you, sir. Uh, there is no uh, visible sun in the sector. Oh, so sweet. So then just ice, good. ice baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Valentine, if you're looking at like a vid screen of, 
the cargo bay. It's just Atticus like floating with one hand, his very, very strong um, robot hand uh, uh, sunk into the floor. And with his free uh, flesh hand, he's actually just holding his glasses to his face with like one finger, uh, just pushing the glasses up the bridge of his nose uh, with just like big like goldfish bubble cheeks holding his breath. And he's kind of has a passive expression on his face. Like he's just waiting to make sure they're all completely flushed. Like he doesn't look like he's worried. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it looks like he's doing all right. Uh, Krim, how how long will it take us to get this ship functional for travel again? Or is that not possible? I mean, uh, it it would have been shorter until that other ship dented us. um, But... It sounds like you're kind of buddy buddy with uh, with the other Inquisitor. Maybe they can they can give us a tow. Honestly, that'll probably help us get planet side anyway. It's not far, and he just kind of like shows you on a on a chart that um, you're in. You did make it to the Twilight Sector. Um, it's just like uh, Last Gleaming is is a little little bit of a ways away. Excellent. Well, then we can do that. Uh, knowing you seem like shall we say, uh, a shady fellow in the most respectable way. Yeah, no, I get that. Undoubtedly, you've been paid out of a certain number of accounts that have come from Barthas Billingberg that I now have access to, but don't know where to find in his myriad holdings. If you can point out where those accounts are, I can check their balances and perhaps use it to repair the ship, make things better, maybe hire a group of bounty hunters, uh, and I can give you a percentage. I mean, that sounds great, Chief, but I gotta tell you, uh, he did all that before we got on board. Uh, he made sure I didn't have access to any of that. And then he kind of gestures himself, like, for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, obviously, I would have skimmed, uh, as you indicate. Uh, but, um, look, we uh, we departed uh, from Last Gleaming. I know he he had contacts on, on planet. He's probably got quarters uh, on planet. And uh, he doesn't strike me as the kind of fellow who carried his keys around with him. So I'm sure if you toss his, his your rooms, Inquisitor, um, there, there's got to be something there. And I mean, even if he's been declared hereticus, like when you show up and say, hey, I, I iced the guy, they should give you his stuff, right? And I can help you sort through once you have it. I just can't do anything from the ship. I can appreciate that. And luckily I have tossed those quarters. So I have a collection right, of everything right, that would go. be necessary. All right, then I guess we uh, wait this one out and try to get a tow from the Inquisition. Well, uh... I've delivered stranger messages. He just like turns the rosette and he's like, Hey, hi. Um, and, uh, sure enough, um, within, uh, minutes, uh, the, uh, Mutus's, uh, craft and his kind of escorts, um, hitch themselves uh, to the Marnie song and, um, begin dragging you, uh, towards last gleaming. Um, as Atticus discovered in this sector, there is no, uh, visible sun. There is instead just a weird dark smudge, um, in the sky, uh, where through which no no stars are visible, um, and as uh, as you kind of uh, make your way towards uh, Last Gleaming, you recognize that it uh, it was a sun at some point, um, but now it's it's just kind of a uh, a dark mass, um, almost like dark clouds. Uh, you can occasionally see um, sort of blasts of lightning um, amidst them, uh, but as uh, as you do the flyby, uh, Valentine, um, you're able to observe. Uh, there seems to be a mechanical structure, uh, almost a web built around it. And every so often um, you see various quadrants of this web, um, sort of nebulas around the web, um, light up and just blast um, uh, what looks almost like plasma fire into this this dark sun. 
um, keeping it uh, at bay. Uh, is this something you'd ask grimly about or something you'd wait to ask the Inquisition about? Oh, you can uh, actually, asked- uh, you could also talk Mutus. Mutus is, is like, he's on a ship doing his own thing, but like, you do have open comms. Yeah, I probably would ask Mutus then, as long as, I mean, Atticus, I imagine, has been recovered and is. Yeah, so um, right. Atticus, you're you're in the med bay. Um, I think with, with better medical assistance to come, it's like, weirdly, the ship is better at limbs cut off than like deep space exposure, but you're a happy boy. Yeah. You yeah, killed you a bunch just, of raiders. It's like a thumb to his nostril. There's like a big farmer blow of like blood and snot out of his head. Uh, just kind of wipes it with his forearm. Yeah, and um, Concierge Marie will just like wrap your head in, in bandages <laughs> and like leave space for your glasses. Um, and uh, so you've got like, you know, s- soothing ointments and stuff on you. Um, but otherwise, honestly, otherwise you're pretty good. Yeah, all things, yeah. all things considered. Wrapping his head and he's like, thanks. That's it. <laughs> and um, she she just uh, kind of nods in like a really scared of you way. And then just slowly with slightly trembling hand puts uh, a cup of recaf down uh, by you and uh, makes her leave. Yeah, I'll pick that up. Keep warm, a little warm cup of Joe. Yeah. Um, so uh, yes, um, Valentine, you're put through to uh, David Mutis, um, who uh, greets you much more. Um, he's still a little on edge. Like there's still the story doesn't fully add up. Uh, but he says, "Oh yes, uh, interrogate of Valentine. To what do I owe this communication? Is there an issue with the toe?" No, the toe seems to be going excellently. I was wondering, based on some of the strange behavior I'm seeing out of these mechanical structures, if there's anything I should be concerned about. I'm someone who, one could say, uh, dives in to slaughter heretics and move on their allies uh, without, one could say, doing full scientific surveys of the area. Very good. Yes, of course. You speak of the heretic sun. This was once a hotbed of chaotic power. Uh, The great enemy saw fit to invade our glorious Imperium through some kind of rift they managed to make in the center of this accursed star. Luckily, the forces of the Imperium moved quickly, and though this sector was sadly lost, we did manage to contain, seal, and drive back the foe. What you see currently is a means of... uh, maintenance or housekeeping, if you will, just to make sure that no enterprising demons ever fight their way back through. Excellent. Truly, the work of the Emperor has been done here and will be done on an ongoing basis. Truly, on an ongoing basis, praise him. Ave Imperator. Ave Imperator, interrogator. Um, and he, uh, he cuts his mic. Uh, and honestly, Valentine, I think like, this is one of those kind of rare, weird moments in 40 K where like, it's an unfamiliar tech. It seems to be working neat. Uh, <laughs> quote with John Oliver. Cool. Um, but, uh, you, you see it kind of continuing to, to blast at this, this dead sun. And, uh, you, you move on to, uh, last gleaming, um, a hive world um, that uh, seemingly was once a throne world. Uh, as as you you make your approach, you can see uh, the remnants uh, throughout the hive of massive, um, kind of like early imperial structures. Like like this is some some not quite golden age, but like pretty close um, era architecture. Um, but everything has been. Um, the the hive has been built up and out of that. As uh, as you kind of come in under low orbit. 
uh, you can see that a lot of the buildings have been repurposed. However, one uh, one palace uh, still stands uh, above the hive, and you can see that the hive has been built kind of um, in like very classic hive terms. Uh, has clearly been built out of this castle. So this one remaining castle is the epicenter of the hive, and everything around it kind of slopes down and out. Um, and uh, it is uh, it's identified um, kind of on your on your scans as as Hearthold, uh, the base of operations of the Inquisition in the sector, uh, home uh, perhaps to some answers about uh, Barthas Billingberg, uh, about his confederates, and perhaps more importantly for you, Valentine, uh, perhaps a, a a place to get a few answers uh, about the body they said they recovered with your name. Uh, about the general state of the Inquisition since you've been gone, uh, and also a chance to re-equip and and kind of reload as you enter this new era of of your heresy and your crusade, unaware that several layers down uh, beneath you as you fly over in a humble bar, the next two members of your retinue were having a generally unpleasant evening. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Meet Pia Casely, a journalist with a nose for a good story. Do you know who the last person to interview Julie Capsom was? Me. Meet Brenda Bentley, a dogged detective with a case she can't let go. Nobody came closer than I did, and that's why I was kicked off the force. 
Together, they solve the cold cases no one else can. That's when things got weird. And we haven't even gotten to the torso yet. If they don't kill each other first, that is. Well, you've got another thing coming. You know, I think it's you've got another thing coming. Or perhaps there's something else between them. Well, if the feeling's mutual, call it a mutual feeling. Arden, a podcast about crime, romance, and everything else. Season 1 and 2 now available. Brought to you by Wayface Industries. The good people.